Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Unplug with Annie. I'm continuing the series of Ignite and I have Gil Antolin on the show today who is the president of Luxury World Traveler, the world's largest luxury travel social media account with over 3 million followers worldwide. They're doing incredible work and it is everything luxury, which you can imagine. So I'm looking forward to talking about this journey. Um, Prior to Luxury World, Gil owned and operated his own real estate and mortgage firm. And um, he delved into social media. And the next thing you know is the company has just grown absolutely immensely. They have now partnered with over 500 luxury hospitality companies to showcase their properties and services. And they've generated over 20 billion digital impressions. So it's very, very impressive. So, hey, Gil, welcome to Unplug with Annie. Thanks for being part of this series. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I really am so uh, curious about your journey. I've been following, of course, the, the, the travel page for so long as well. Um, and everywhere just looks incredible and it's amazing (laughs) you know I I think all of us are a bit jealous of people who get to travel for their profession and get to see amazing parts of the world so when did this like bug bite you you know that need to travel the the first time it ever bit me was I went to China in 1999 Um, I didn't grow up traveling internationally like my you know I came from a lower income house my my idea of vacation was driving across the country with my family in a minivan you know I mean we didn't have the means to fly off and uh, my sister was an international um, gymnast she competed for the U.S. national team and she made the world championships and it was in Tianjin China in 1999 and she was allowed to bring two family members and I was like well I want to go I went with my mom and when I got there I just felt like I was on another planet it was completely different than anything I was used to And, um, you know, after that, I was like, wow, if there's this much out there in one place that I see, like, what else does the rest of the world hold? So that's kind of when I caught the bug. It was back in 99, a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah. And how did Luxury World Traveler, how did that, what was the ignition point for you to decide, like, I want to turn this into a business? Yeah. So I, I started as a hobby. You know, I started early back in 2012. I have a son who's 19 now. Um, him and we get together every Christmas and him and my nephews were sitting on the couch one day and they were giggling and passing the phone back and forth. And, and I'm like, what are you guys doing? They're like, oh, you know, we're on Instagram. We're sharing pictures and fil- it was just pictures and filters. That's, that was Instagram. There was nothing yeah. else. To and like pictures and filters like, yeah, you know, you share pictures and you tell people where you're at. And I'm like, oh, it's like Facebook. And he's like, oh, this is what got me on it. He looks at me and goes, dad, Facebook's for old people. And I'm like, <laughs> get that phone. Oh my God. Now I need to know what this is. <laughs> Now I need to know what's going on. And, um, you know, honestly, back then, there was a popular page with only nine photos in the grid. And if you made it, the picture stayed there forever. And one of the pictures I saw, I'll never forget, was from the Maldives. And I didn't even know where the Maldives were. Um, mm. Never heard of it. And I went on this page and I just started learning about places I had never, ever seen before. And then I was hooked. And yeah. so shortly after, I started my page as a hobby, just to share the places that I had traveled, because I had traveled extensively up until that point. And then it just kind of took off from there, you know, and took on a whole life of its own. And, and what were the challenges you faced? Because I think everyone, 
A is, you know, there's one thing to be sort of like freelance and have that kind of flexibility. And there's another thing to like be your own boss in a way, like create something from scratch. What was that process like for you? And what was your biggest challenge in accomplishing all of this? Yeah, so about a year after I started my page, and again, I was diligently running this. So I was working a full-time job, right? And I didn't have, I didn't know anything about this. Like when I started it, I didn't know anything about social media. I didn't know anything about marketing, photography, nothing. I just knew I loved to travel. And I think that was like really the, the fuel that like, you know, kept me going. And so I would spend about six, seven hours every Sunday night when everyone else was out doing you know, whatever I would spend six, seven hours and I was on Google images and Bing images and Yahoo images and on hotel websites and tours and board websites. And I was trying to find the best possible imagery to put on my Instagram. And I was reaching out to people, you know, and I was like, so passionate about this is all I thought about. And I, you know, and then I have to go to a normal job, but back then I would schedule out six posts a day for the entire week. If you can imagine, I mean, between like 40 to 50 posts would go up a week. And then after I started getting invited to stay at places for free and people wanted to pay me to post on my page, I just said, you know what? I think there's a future here. Facebook buying Instagram was really a big catalyst for me because I'm like, well, now I know they're not going to go anywhere, you know? Um, and so I just decided to take a leap of faith. And I think the hardest thing for me in the beginning was, you know, trying to convince my friends and family that I'm going to quit something I've been doing for 15 years to pursue a career in Instagram, <laughs> you know, and like, nobody knows what that means. So of course I have a lot of feedback and like, don't do it. And you have responsibilities and what are you talking about and what is Instagram? And so, you know, it was tough to like keep pushing myself forward thinking that this could lead somewhere. So I think those first couple of years were really tough just because you're the only one that really believes in you. And it's such a new area that like no one could understand or really give you solid advice on what you should do. But it's funny because the same people that told me not to do it now are some of the same people, including my family that I take on some of these amazing trips. So it's funny how, you know, I can. <laughs> yeah, it does a three Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned a, like an important thing, which is like having self-belief, but did you, was there ever a moment where you were just like, you know, maybe I'm just like mad to do this. Like you really just kind of had that, like that self doubt kicked in and, and then of what, course. yeah. What kind of made you then take the leap? Was there any like convicting moment? Yeah. I mean, for, for me, you know, I felt like things were starting to happen once I made the decision to do it. Um, and I felt like in my career in the past, like everything that I got, all my merits were based on how much work I was doing. But when I started Luxury World Traveler, that I, I found that wasn't the case. So for me, when I, when I was fully immersed into it, when I quit my job and I was just focused on this 24-7, I, I think the defining moment for me was like things started to happen outside of like what I was, my, you know, my efforts that were amazing. Like the invitations I was getting and the people that I was meeting, the events I was getting, you know, pulled into and the, and the opportunities, it wasn't just because like I had emailed all these people where I reached out, um, it really turned around. And I felt like instead of me having to do all the work like I had in all my past jobs, once I would like just immerse myself into like, hey, this is what I wanna do, then I felt like, you know, and you can call it whatever you want, God, your, your higher power, the universe, like it started to like really work with me and bring me a lot of opportunities that helped sustain that. And I was like, this has never happened before. 
And I really felt like at that point when that was happening, I'm like, well, this is what it, what's the, this is what it must feel like when people say, you know, follow your bliss or follow your dreams and things will happen that you could never imagine. And I'm like, this, it's happening to me, you know, like I'm being invited to the Maldives, I'm being invited to Bora Bora and Fiji, I'm getting paid to do this. And so many things are happening outside of my control to help push my career. I'm like, this has to be what I'm supposed to be, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing. And I had yeah. never felt that way in the pre previous 20 years of working. But was there something that you also did in terms of like contributing to, to, to getting that confirmation? Like, you know how a lot of people, they, they make positive affirmations part of their day or they uh, meditate or was there, was there something specifically that you were doing to kind of try and find your purpose? Yeah, I mean, I had, just like a lot of people prior to this, I had watched that movie, The Secret, and I had a vision board. And um, that was something that was like sitting on my desk for a long time, and I, and I was always looking at it. But for me, the daily practice was, you know, like, I think vision boards are great, and I think they helped people to like really, you know, um, to really like set their goals. But I feel like sometimes when people get over them and they're not doing it, well, Instagram became my vision board. Because when I was spending six hours on those Sundays, finding content not only was I finding it but then I would close I remember specifically closing my eyes and, and imagining what it would be like to sit in an overwater bungalow in the Maldives or to be in this amazing chalet in the French you know the French Alps or you know to be on a white sand beach in the Bahamas and I just really felt like because I was it was so visual for me and I just kept seeing this over and over and I just kept thinking this is where I want to go and and I was having those feelings of actually being there it just was like a, a daily reminder of how, how much I wanted this. And I just felt like, you know, I tell everyone, I feel like my Instagram page became my vision board, you know, mm -hmm. and I started to be invited to places that were on my original vision board to, to stay at. And it just was even further confirmation, like, wow, this is, you know, yeah. this is, must be what your, your purpose is. So yeah. it's amazing. And, and so now, I mean, cut to now where Instagram is just like crazy. There's so many influencers and bloggers and, and, and so many people trying to compete for this space, even in terms of travel blogging. Um, mm -hmm. how, how do you think, you know, people can stand out now in this space? Cause like just everything seems saturated, whether it's like, um, you know, from hair to makeup to like travel to fashion to everything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. I, I believe personally that there is enough room for every, everybody. I, I really believe there's an abundance in this universe. And, you know, I just got done creating a digital course to teach people how to really stand out and to do your same question. And it's, it's interesting because <clears throat> the great thing about travel is there's so many different types of it. So what I tell people is like, you know, if you know what you're passionate about travel, but if it's like family or, you know, vagabond or you know, your foodie or whatever that is to really like, you know, immerse yourself in that niche because I think there's enough room to go around. And on the other part of it, I, I tell everyone, you know, don't, your intentions behind why you do this are everything. And I think that's why I've been so successful is because you rewind back to 2012. I didn't start this to be an influencer. I didn't start it for free travel. I didn't start it to get paid. Right. Like, yeah. I, and I feel like a lot of times the motivation behind people and it's, and we, we're all guilty of this. I'm not saying I'm not, but I think a lot in, in, in the past I was too, is like, if money is your ultimate motivation, then, you know, you're, you're not going to find the, your, your ultimate path. Or if 
just showing people on Instagram you're in another amazing location is your only motivation. It's, you know, you're in a wrong spot. It really should be, you have a, an, just like an overwhelming passion to do something and you want to start a career in it. And like, if you follow that, then you'll go above and beyond to like do the extra work, maybe write that blog you didn't want to, or do the Yelp review for the hotel you didn't want to, or like go out of your way to overperform if they do allow you to have a media stand. I think that's how you really stand out now is like, you don't make it all about yourself. You know, you make it all about the experience and never ever, you know, um, lose your humility. And it's, it's funny to this day, every single time I walk into a new place, the first thing I do is I close my eyes and I just, I'm just like, you know what, I'm so thankful I'm here. Cause I remember when I was dead broke and this didn't happen. And even though I've been to, you know, hundreds of places now, I don't ever let it just, you know, I don't ever just sit there and take it for granted, you know? And I think if, if you really are in it for the right reasons and you really are in it because you have a, you know, a passion for travel and you want to like share that with other people, um, that will spill over. And a lot of the hotels now really want to work with people that are passionate, even if they don't have as many followers that are going to do a really good job of writing or taking photos or going above and beyond and not just there, you know, because they feel like they're obligated or like they should be there or the hotel should be happy to have them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, turning turning passion into like a business, it's also really tricky. I think a lot of people are very, um, not not very confident to, to leave their day jobs and, you know, pursue something which is just creative and just something not anyone else is doing, at least people not in their close circle and you know when you don't have that support system are there like those any initial steps which you recommend one takes in terms of when you're making that transition you know you you want you have this burning passion you want to turn it into a business is there is there any top things that you think people should be thinking about yeah i mean i cannot stress the importance of having a mentor you know finding someone that you can work with that has done it before you know and can like help guide you when I started all this um you know call it travel influencing for Instagram guess what there was no blueprint written (laughs) I feel like me and my company kind of helped you know to write the blueprint because we've done so much and I've trained now 60 people to do this over the last five years that are out doing this um but I think having a mentor is really good and then secondarily finding a support group you know, whether it's a Facebook community like we have or somewhere where you can go and you can just be around like-minded individuals that understand what you're going through and what you want. And you can really lock arms with them. And, you know, those, you're going to have those days as an entrepreneur, I can tell everyone, like it's not smooth sailing, Mm. right? You're going to have those days that something goes bad or you're going to, you're going to get to a point where you're going to start doubting yourself or you're like, should I really do this? Or you won't get the deal you wanted. Like it happens to everyone. But I think, you know, when you focus on the failures, you manifest more failures. And really, you know, if you got to stay focused on the positive and if you can't get yourself there, having that support group or mentor that can help, you know, ground you and bring you back is is really, really important. And I think, you know, for anyone that's going to be an entrepreneur, that is, it's like one of the most important things. And I have my group to this day, you know, even though we have multiple businesses and things are going, I still have my people that I can reach out to. Cause again, you know, life's never perfect and neither is a journey of an entrepreneur. It's like up and down and sideways and around, you know, it's it's not easy. It's not easy. easy. And you, you picked luxury. So going into this, you decided, was it a very 
um, clear decision from your end of picking, like you, you wanted this to be niche, if you like. Correct. Yeah, I did. I did. I was, you know, like for me, I just, I love travel, but um, I had made a lot of money at a very early age, like after the whole going to China, you know, I did very well in real estate and mortgage when that was big in the US. Um, and I got a taste for staying at nice places and eating at good restaurants and like experienced that life. And it just really, like, I, I just loved it. Obviously, most people would love to travel luxury, but I had spent a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like I had spent a lot of money. And so, um, yeah, that was my niche was that, hey, I want to create something that's going to inspire people and really showcase the best places and what I thought were like some of the most amazing destinations. And we've never really broke stride from that. And I think that's another reason why people are drawn to it because, you know, travel is such a big subject, you know, and so is fashion and all these things, but you can't really build a community when you're trying to be everything to everybody. And so, you know, we've just done a really good job of servicing our tra luxury travel niche, whether it's creating content for the high-end hotels, doing articles and blogs with them, um, shooting their properties, you know, and we've never really wavered in that. Like people that follow us um, know that like, they know what they're going to get, you know, and they know what to expect. We don't run a lot of ads that nothing that's outside of the scope of luxury lifestyle. And I think you know, we all have that. Everyone has different passions and everyone has different things they like and you gravitate to them. And I think it helps to create a more, um, you know, like loyal community of people that keep coming back to you over and over and over. And, and if you're going to go down this journey and build a social media following, part of it is monetizing, you know, while providing a really good service or products to your, to your followers. So if you break from that, you know, everyone can kind of see when someone else's integrity is like here and there. And, you start to waver it's like well, what are they really about i felt like we've just done a great job for seven years of just being luxury lifestyle and all these destinations and never really breaking you know uh, yeah what we've done so yeah no absolutely and and like the social media page i mean it's just it's incredibly beautiful to just look at you know um so of course we all know that aesthetics are so important on on social media mm -hmm. is there any tips and tricks that you have um for anyone i guess in any industry in terms of like kicking off that was it was there a period where did you ever feel like oh you know are the numbers gonna pick up did that ever kind of take your attention or were you always focused on the quality of the content and you just knew that you know the community would grow yeah i I think that I test that to a lot of my popularity in the very beginning was that, you know, when I was spending six hours on a Sunday, it was to find the best of the best media that existed to put onto my page, you know, and I was very, very passionate about that part of it because I wanted, when people came to my page, I wanted them to say, you know, like a lot of people say, like what you said, oh my God, it's so beautiful and I love it because we're so visual now. It means a lot more than it did 10 years ago, right? And so I wanted someone to come to my page and they were a traveler to look at it and be like, wow, this is a page I wanna follow. And so the quality was so important in the beginning and we only would post high resolution photographs. So you never saw the pixelated pictures, you never saw stuff that wasn't colored right. And um, you know, and we also had, uh, in the first five years, dedicated every week to a different destination. So it was very organized. It was very beautiful. And I felt like it was something that if you were a luxury traveler, you could use as a tool to book a trip 
And like two years into it, I was approached by a travel agency, you know, that ended up booking all my clients when I wasn't even doing anything with it. You know, like I, I, I knew that I wanted to create something that would be like an asset to someone like me. Um, but I hadn't even thought about like monetizing it. <laughs> so that actually just came as like a result of doing a really good job. And that's what I was talking about. Like when you really get into your groove and you find what it is you're supposed to be doing, opportunities start to present themselves that you didn't even think were there. And I think that's the difference, right? We've all had jobs and that never happens when you have a job. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Almost never. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, very true. So if you had to pick, um, I, I'm sure this is going to be tricky. Oh, well, I'm not sure. Maybe it, maybe it's not, but three of your favorite destinations, what would they be? Yeah. Um, well, an obvious one and one that probably a lot of people want to go to would be the Maldives. And that's just yeah. because it was so much different than anywhere else I've been, you know, yeah. and now that I've been to 60 plus countries and I've seen a lot, I just, there's just nothing else like it in the world, right? Th that many atolls and such a remote, place of nature that hasn't been really touched by man is is pretty phenomenal and then you know the diving and the and the snorkeling was just unreal so I, I mean i think everyone should try to get there before it disappears hopefully it never does but you know they're saying it may not be around long um secondarily i love costa rica um i'm latin so I just love the feel of the country and I feel like, you know, the people in a country can really make or break it. And the Costa Rican culture is very the way I am and I'm very laid back and I just kind of go with the flow and I'm always happy. And I feel like that's how the entire culture is. And they actually have a, a term called Pura Vida, which is like what everyone says to everyone else, just walking around, you know, and it just means like have a good life or just be happy or just enjoy things. And I just, I, I really, you know, I really connect with that. And, you know, Costa Rica obviously is also very beautiful and tropical and has the volcanoes and the rainforests. And um, so it's one of my favorite. And then um, Spain for me in Europe is wow. probably my favorite European country. I, I first went there in 2000. I, tr I was, I was going to move there um, and it didn't end up happening. And I just felt like I've been called back there uh, ever since. I just love the cuisine and again, the people and just the culture um and i have so many good friends that live there so i mean it's always hard to narrow it down but those are three of my favorite countries in the world wow amazing well it was so good to speak to you and hear just a little bit about the journey and um yeah i mean it's i think it's such an exciting um profession that you've chosen firstly and then the area that you work in and um yes best wishes with with everything that you do yeah no thank you so much and like and if any of your, you know, your audience is ever interested about learning more about what we do, they're more than happy to connect with us. You know, we have a link in our bio and from there, there's a link tree. You can find anything you want from mentoring to photography courses we put on or just connecting with our community on Facebook. I mean, if, if they have a passion for traveling, I just feel like they're, they're my family, right? Because traveling is so like, it's so inspirational and I feel it's the, the world's best education and it's something that can be a subject that unites people in a world that's so divided when there's so many topics that divide us like race religion politics all these things like when i sit down with people that love to travel and that passion comes out i feel like all that dissolves away and so if any of them want to connect with us please feel free to go to our instagram click our link in bio and you're more than welcome to become a part of our community absolutely yeah. and thank you for being part of this and taking time out oh no thank you so much i enjoyed this a lot
That was the end of an episode on the series of Ignite. I hope you continue to tune in every Sunday for a brand new episode with a brand new guest. This series is super close to my heart, um, being with fellow creatives, so I really hope you enjoy it. Stay updated with everything Unplug with Annie on the website, of course, and the IG page and Facebook page, Unplug with Annie.